This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Baby <laughs> shark. <laughs> This is The Boop Show, episode 212, for Monday, June 3rd, 2019, with Scott and Brian. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Boop Show. I'm Scott, he's Brian. Hi Brian, what are you doing over there? Look at him dance, look at him go. Oh, hi, Scott. You're in a different room every week. It's so weird to me. I don't like to let things stay the same. <laughs> you are kind of a guy who likes to mix it up, to change it around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah man. I mean, it's nothing more depressing than going to a store and them never moving the stuff. Now, I, I complain sometimes if you're old man and go, I can't believe they moved the toilet paper. It was always on aisle 11, but yeah. now I can't find it. Yeah. Eh, I actually like the hunt. You like I the- like the hunt. <laughs> oh, good, because you're playing a video game this week that's all about hunting stuff. So that's right. we'll get down to that here in a minute. Welcome back to Boop, everybody. We talk about video games, usually the stuff that's a little smaller, a little out of the uh, the view of the mainstream. It's not just AAA titles. We play a lot of small games, little indie titles, things that are showing up in strange places. And uh, we love it. We love doing this with you guys. We're glad to have you here. And thank you to our chat room for hanging out with us. If you're new to the show and you're like, what the hell is this all about? Go to uh, frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P and you can learn all you need to know. All right. uh, We're going to dive right in. I played a game. I know it's going to come as a shock to you and everyone here. Right. Uh, But I played a game. You played a game. And I played it on two different platforms. I played it on the... Yep, I did. I, I wanted to see what the differences were. And uh, I was uh, was nice enough for the developer of said game to send me a couple of codes. So I played it on the Switch and the PC. Oh, this is our first. I've played it on multiple platforms. Look at me. Probably. Oh, that's not true. Because when I was playing um, Dead Cells, I was playing it in two places. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is. You uh, you're familiar with the uh, with the uh, Steam World Dig one and two? You know those, right? Correct. I actually have the Steam World Dig two great uh, game. on my Switch. As a matter of almost fact. a perfect game. It's fantastic. It's great game. Yeah, love it. it. Love feel like, it. Feel like Metroid and that sort of thing. It's it's one of the best one of those I ever played. Well, mm-hmm. uh, St- uh, Steam World Heist, another game they made. It's almost like a two D. Game set in that same world, but it was it was kind of XCOM-y. And mm-hmm. that game's on everything, including iPads and phones and everything. Uh, yeah. That was also excellent. Excellent game there as well. So I was very... What, what about what about SteamWorld Tower Defense? Uh, I would not play that. The, oh, you know what? If, first. if they did one, I would try it because I trust this developer implicitly. Well, no problem because back in 2010, they did just that when they launched this uh, SteamWorld... After the Steam request, I suppose. But, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So this is a thing, yeah. is what you're telling me. I am mm. telling you that. Image and Form Games, the developer of this, they're Swedish. Yeah. Been around for a while. They were actually founded yeah. in 1997. 
uh, 21 years ago, but mm-hmm. it's really this recent SteamWorld series that has put them on the map, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And uh, SteamWorld Dig came out in 2013, originally for Windows 3DS. I remember the 3DS release, Mac OS and Linux, and then eventually came to PlayStation 4 the next year, PlayStation Vita, Wii U, and Xbox One in 2015. Um, it was a fun little hit, and it did really well. But you're right, SteamWorld Tower Defense, originally for the Nintendo DSi back in 2010. What's weird is, since these guys have been founded or together for 21 years, since 1997... They not made any games until that Steam World Tower Defense game, so I don't right, know what right. they were doing for fifteen of those twenty years, or I guess now it's been. Have you ever made a tower defense game? It takes forever. <laughs> I guess so. Like I don't know, but all I know is they... my my guess is yeah. my guess is when they first started out, it was probably just a couple of them. You know, two thousand nine to two thousand ten. I mean. Uh, that's when they really started doing stuff, right? So that was the tower defense, but it was a couple years in between before they did the next. They're up to 22 uh, employees right now. My guess is it was probably just a couple of yeah, small uh, small group, then. and which is I totally dig that. No pun intended. I totally dig this, the small group thing. I like small indie studios. I like to support them. I think that they're innovative in lots of cool ways that other larger studios have gotten to how to be. Um, and Steamworld Quest is a game that I was very much looking forward to because this was them saying, all right, what if we took these funny robots that we build all these other games around? What if we took them into a fantasy setting and kind of went full RPG? And what if we threw a little card combat in there as well? But then we also had the same kind of story beats that everybody loves our games for. What if we did that? And I said, well, that'd that'd be great. I'd play your game. So um, came out on the Switch first, PC second. PC just got it. And uh, I think that's going to be where I play it the most because it's it's uh, it benefits from having a larger screen. If I'm honest, I just rather play it on a a large controller. Screen. Correct. Yeah, I'm playing controller. with a controller, although you totally don't have to. You can play the mouse and keyboard if you want. Right, right. But um, why would you? Because is is the game is designed in such a way? It's a platformer too, right? So I mean, it's designed no, in a way that no, you don't really do. There's a little bit of platforming when you dig down there. Uh, you got to jump over. Well, no, the, that's the, the dig the, games. Those are different. This thing. Steamroad Quest. Oh, you're you talking about Heist. Yeah, no, the Quest, the new one, Quest. Quest. Oh, you put Steamroll <laughs> Dig in the notes. Oh, did I? I meant, I meant Quest. Did I put Dig? That's oh, I did. That's why I'm confused. Because right. I'm like, I've got. Oh, uh, okay. This is making more sense now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. So this is this takes oh. cues from like Japanese RPGs, like turn-based, spell-based RPGs, where you take a team out and you each take turns and whatever. Gotcha. It does it through card combat, which reminds me a lot of Slay the Spire and similar games like that. Um, it's interesting. You play all your cards first, and then it resolves them, which you can fast forward if you want. Uh, if that's too slow for people, they can just kind of whip through hey, it. Hey, I want this. It's great. It's so good. It's it's my favorite new game of the spring, early summer. Uh, I think it is delightful in all the ways the SteamWorld Dig games are delightful, but it takes it in this new direction and they're super funny about stuff. Like the full name of this is steam world quest hand of Gilgamech. Gilgamech. You see what they did there? Cause normally it'd be Gilgamesh, right? But it's Gilgamech. Right. Because they're robots. Because, it's, because it's, that's right. Because they're mech, mm-hmm. they're steam mechanism. I like it. They're a bunch of mechy oh. robotty mechity things. And, uh, mechity mechs. It's uh <laughs> they're mechity mechs. It's very, very good. Um, I think that, why isn't your camera moving? I want to see. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to move you. No, I'm trying to move you so I have us both on screen at once. Sorry, this is a, okay. Cool, cool. This is a dumb thing. 
Um, anyway, it is uh, so good. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like all very hand-drawn, uh, hand-painterly looking. Uh, so it feels like a, I don't know, doesn't feel like computer graphics, quote-unquote. But it's also right. consistent with their style, which has always sort of been true of their games. It's very funny. Lots of funny lines, lots of quirky characters. And I'm Swedish. They're they're quite the Yep. They're quite the humorist. They have a they have a mechanic in here that a lot of JRPGs use. In particular, I remember um Super Mario RPG and Super Paper Mario use this mechanic where if you attack while running around in the world, they're not random battles. You you attack whoever you're gonna fight. Uh, if you attack them first, you get an advantage and you hurt them a little bit before this fight even begins. So you have a little advantage going into the fight. And the actual battles are just really fun. They just feel really good. You look forward to the next one. I'm progressing in this little story they're telling me. Um, people should play this game. It's really fantastic. I like, okay, I like I like what they've done here because, you know, the SteamWorld uh, dig games are great. And they, you can tell they've got some really clever character designs and some good character illustration, but they're so small on the screen because you had to have such a wide area of view. This uh, is is a lot more, you know, where you can really actually see the characters, and I'm loving yeah. what they've done. You're with the way more. It's way more up in your face. You're totally right about that. Yeah, a lot of fantasy, a lot of yeah. fantasy elements here. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Not, not too over, not too overly steampunk, and that's one of the things I've always liked about these games. They're steampunk, mm-hmm. but there's a more organic. Uh, element to them, I think. Yeah, they're they're just awesome. And it, if I had my wish, it would be after this one that maybe they revisit Heist and do a, a sequel to Heist because Heist is so good, right? And deserves you know another treatment, I think, by these guys. But I'm at the point now where every time I've played one of their games, I have such a good time. I I would buy their game sight unseen. It doesn't matter what they're making. You just tell me what the name is so I can go get it, and I'll go get it. So right. that's how I feel about this. And I think it's a very strong entry. And um, we'll you say you're playing this on the PC, but it really looks like it would really benefit from a mobile type game console. I mean, like either. yes. I mean, the, so so let's talk about that for a second. The advantages of the uh, the version on the Switch is obviously a great, this would be a great thing to take with you. Right. Uh, and it is. There's nothing, zero, anything wrong with that. I, I love it for that also. However, it's a little squinty. Lots of little right. text bits that you kind of want to pay attention to. Lots right. of little story dialogue stuff. So if you're if you're feeling a little squinty on a smaller screen, that's the only reason I think I'm probably going to finish it out on PC. Uh, that being sense. said, though, I do long for the day, one day, dude, where we get to a a new reality where cross saves happen between platforms and I don't have to worry about two sets of saves or two run throughs. That would be so nice. Like if I could just have a single save that was swapping around between this version and the PC version and some games do this, they just have to do it themselves. It's not some, there's no universal way of doing this. Um, Right. But you can, I mean, I've played games that have, but if they did, if they had some kind of universal save between all their versions, I would jump back and forth. Absolutely. Like I'd be in bed playing this and then the next day I'd sit down and play it on my PC and I would continue where I'm at. I don't want to have two separate run throughs happening simultaneously. So what will probably happen here since they don't offer that is I'll play it to fruition on PC and then later I'll be, you know, portable guy and do it again because I because I am enjoying this. I'm enjoying this run through enough to that I would probably do it again. 
Steam. So Steam World Quest mm-hmm. uh, by Image and Form Games. I think it's about 20-something bucks on uh, Steam mm-hmm. and about the same. Those are pounds, though. Worth for it. there. So 21. It's on sale right now, 15%. Uh, Hand of Gillimek, only 20, 21.49 on Steam right now. Yeah. Worth every penny as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the only... The only negative thing I have to say is that I I wish there was a game mode or I wish this... Well, I don't... Maybe it does. I guess I shouldn't say this because I don't know. But it'd be cool right. if there was some sort of endless mode when this is over with because it doesn't feel grindy to play it. I really like the fights. They're strategic and interesting and there's a little bit of luck involved. But then what luck you have, you have to be smart with. And it's also not too difficult. Like it's not like screechingly hard. Um, it's just the right, I don't know, the right uh, formula for me. I really like it. And it touches on like, I don't know, three or four different game mechanics and game types and then wraps it up in a genre I like. And then they've got their own kind of unique, you know, tone. It's just a nice package. And like like usual, um, oh, they're cards, by the way. I should have mentioned this. This is great detail. Sorry. Those listening at home, we're watching this on, on video as we're describing it. And you're not getting to see this, but... The the action cards like heroic strike is an ability you use, um, and your your tanky uh, sword guy uses this ability. And so when you burn one of those cards, it holds the card up so you can lo- look at the card. And they're punch cards from like the seventies, like computer punch cards because we're in this robot land, right? Like little details like that. It's very very clever. Lots of little nods in that direction. No jank. Just feels polished and done. I love when a game feels finished, even if it's a simple, you know, art style or whatever. When it feels like done and cohesive, yes, UI is good, like all that. I'm I'm a big fan, and this this game really does that well. So, anyway, well, like I said, it's it's getting very positive reviews. Just came out May the thirty first, just a couple mm-hmm. of days ago, right? Yeah, I would be so sad to hear anything less than than good reviews because it's Stellar. just it's so good. But anyway, right. huge thanks to uh, that developer for tossing me keys. I actually did it through a key system, but they were they were nice enough to do that. And I'd like to stream this thing at some point because well, that's the other reason the Steam well, version is easier to it's easier to stream. So that's the other right. reason. I is there is this, is this multiplayer at all? Is it all single? No, it's player? all no single, single player. player all single player. No, uh, as far yeah, as I, I mean, they may have DLC or something planned, but there's no multiplayer content, which right. is 100 fine for me. This is what I this is what I want out of one of these games. Uh, I prefer I prefer the single player content in uh, Hearthstone. <laughs> you know, it's my I don't want to play competitive card games. I'm not going to win them. I'm never going to get very far up any kind of ladder. I'm glad those exist for people who like it, but I'm I'm more interested in these as mechanics in a in a single player experience. Is this way more my speed? So anyway, check it out. It is Steam World Quest Hand of Gilgamesh. And I hope that's a sign of more to come from those guys because they are awesome. It's got to be. Tell me about Do Not Feed the Monkeys, which, by the way, is the name of a game, but also just good advice. It is great advice. Do not feed the monkeys. It's not don't feed the monkeys. No, I mean, we have to be serious here. This game is telling you absolutely under no circumstances are you to feed the monkeys. This game is billed as the first digital voyeur simulator. Whoa. You want to you want to feel dirty? This game makes you feel dirty, but in a good way. I like it, and it's very addicting. Mm. So when you you're you're recruited 
by by a group, or uh, you're actually brought in with by a friend. A friend allows you to uh, join the primate observation club. You must sign your life away at the beginning of this game, agreeing to uh, not feed the monkeys, to not tell anybody, and to keep it all hush hush. Because in your apartment, on your computer which is inside the computer game. I'm playing this on the PC. So you got the game, and then inside the game is another computer, Mm -hmm. and you have Monkey Vision software on there, and that allows you to access these hacked cameras in people's houses and stores and uh, all various places, as well as any uh, webcams that they may have hacked into. Um, You start out with... Uh, a limited number of cameras. I think you start out with, I think it's six cameras or is it four cameras? Oh. I think you start out with four. I'm trying to remember. Okay, so every week you have to report in to the uh, to the club and tell them what you've done and prove that you've made progress in your voyeuristic behaviors uh, because they will often ask you things about what's going on in the different uh, screens that you're watching. This is sure ugly. It looks like a 90s it, era, early 90s looking ass uh, freaking, I don't absolute, know. Absolutely. It's not really pixelated as much as it's just, is like no anti-aliasing or something. It's just, it's very rigid. The artwork is very, it's very much, it's very I think CGI it's, or not CGI. What was it called back then? CGA. Uh, CGA. Right yeah, before, It kind of looks like a CGA. That's a good yeah, description yeah. of it. Yeah. Which works well because for the most part, when you're watching these closed circuit kind of TV kind of camera things, it fits in well because it feels like you're really being a voyeur. So when you're watching these people uh, in these rooms, there's a little bit of, of hunting for objects in the room. When you see something and you mouse over top of it and it highlights, you can click it. And that, like if you mouse over top of a camera, it'll say camera and you can click it and that'll add to your journal. In your journal... You're supposed to try to figure out what is going on in the camera you're watching because there's no audio. It's all just visual. Hmm. So you'll be watching, let's say, one of the first things you usually do, if, if you can play multiple times, by the way. Uh, but the first persons I usually see is this, this person in an attic looking out and taking pictures of something, and they're talking to themselves, and the, and the talking is in dialogue that pops over the head in a little balloon. And if there's any keywords uh, that involve uh, the research, you can click on it and it'll get sent to your journal. Inside the journal is these uh, circle bubble thoughts that collect. So if there's if there's like ideas in the little bubble, you can eventually assign another uh, clue to that circle bubble. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe. It really kind of is. Or maybe I'm just bad at describing stuff. Who knows? But... <laughs> Let's just put it this way. It is so addicting. And the reason why it's so addicting is they never let you stop. Despite the fact there's a little bit of a survival element here. You have to make sure that you get enough sleep. You have to make sure that you get food. And you have to make sure that you pay the rent every three days. That landlord witch lady comes by every three days and wants 90 bucks. Why do you spend so much time at the fridge? This video is like he's always in the damned fridge. He's always in the fridge because you've got to order the food, get the food, eat the food. And then if you eat bad food, like let's say you order out Chinese, yeah. you'll, you'll take a ding to your health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only way to recover that health is to eat stuff like fruits and yogurts. So you're, 
you're in this constant battle of getting fed quickly because fruits and yogurts don't fill you up very much. So you can't go very long without it. So you eat the junk food and it, it ratchets it up your food level, but it also starts killing you slowly. So, uh, weird. <laughs> then you, right. And then you have to make sure that you get enough sleep every night. And there's, you don't know if you want to sleep because you're constantly watching these cameras. And the way I described it, just that one camera, that's just one camera going on at one time. When you start out, you yeah. have, uh, like multiple cameras to view. And every seven days, you got to almost double or triple that number of cameras. So you're trying to resolve what's going on in each one of these cameras as you're getting new cameras coming in. And you have to buy those cameras, by the way. You have to earn money. How do you earn money? You can report back in uh, to to the league, or you can go out and get jobs, which are posted on that door next to that refrigerator he, stake, he stakes out so often. Right. Uh, but every time you go out for a job, that's depletes your energy and your uh and your food and but you get a little bit of pay and also you miss things that happen in the in the camera system so is it weird uh, to say that this reminds me of a more complex version of the all the old all those old lemonade stand games do you remember those back in the day oh uh, yeah yeah where you I had can, to like i can see that every day you had to track oh do i have enough lemonade stuff it's gonna rain right. today my mom wouldn't buy my mix like she usually does you know right that kind of stuff. Yeah, seems it's, it's kind of, there's a little bit of that, but not much. Now, it, it looks visual like that because I think that's probably a good visual comparison to these games. Sure. Uh, but do not feed the monkeys is important because while you're collecting information, you're not supposed to interact with the with the people in the uh, in the camera. But you can actually call them because what happens is as you learn information about the individual that's being monitored, uh, you may you can use a search engine. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, use your journal to click on those names and, and ideas in the search engine called Prowler, and you'll pull up someone's information, their address, their phone number, and you have a phone right there, and you can actually call that person and have a conversation with them while you're watching them. And you're not supposed to do that, but you do it anyway, so you can learn some more information about the person. And if you you can adversely affect the outcome of that case because each one of them is a case file. So you're trying to figure out what's going on with that person. And you could, that case file could end differently. And, uh, it does a lot. And the stories are just fun. It's, oh my gosh, I don't know why this game is so addicting, but I've, I've put, I put in at least 40 hours on this game. Oh my gosh. It it, it does. It's, it's, it sounds like a hard one to describe, but you're describing elements that I could, I could totally see hook you in. I mean, because alone, it just sounds, it's, it's the pacing is what gets this game. Because alone, found object games, yeah. you know, that's pretty much what this is. But interacting with these these characters once you learn a lot about them yeah. is kind of fun and interesting. And they, they've, even though the characters are kind of shallow, they're kind of interesting too. Just just interested enough. Hmm. And there's also some things you can do, like you can record the the uh, you can record one of this. You can unlock and record a scene, yeah. and then you can submit that to like this this video service that if they like it and they think it's sensational enough, they'll play it. I don't know what happens. I've recorded tons of stuff, like a guy dancing uh, under a disco ball in his office dressed as a, uh, as a lady, and that was not sensational enough for them. And He was supposed to be some kind of uppity-muckety-muck, and uh, they, even they didn't think that was interesting. So I'm like, okay, then what gets you? What gets you excited? Yeah. Is that? Oh, and by the way, yeah. while you're doing all this stuff, you have all these neighbors who come popping in. You have this. You have these uh, these couple of evangelicals who come and they and they're trying to 
to teach you the word of their of their leader, mm. and uh, they they leave a plant with you, and it says that it is uh, that it is it lives on good vibes. And so, okay, cool. So you watch it for them, and as people come to your door, they'll uh, they'll ask you to do stuff for them, usually involving money out of your hard earned money. It's like I need chicken. I ain't got time for you, but if you don't, then the petals and stuff die, and you lose you lose that storyline. Hmm. And uh, oh, there's also I forgot about the I forgot about the store. You can order stuff online, and if you have the individual's address, if you've collected that information, you can have things delivered to that person. Whoa. I've only done that a couple of times, and it hasn't really affected the story in the way I thought it would. But yeah. the stories are real deep. There's not a lot of I don't think there's gonna be a lot of playthrough uh, on the second or third time if you actually finished it but i've never actually finished it i think i got up to something like 16 cameras at one point in time hmm. and there was just too many balls in the air and i <laughs> failed and they come and they yeah. and they took me away and everything else i think I ended up in the hospital yeah uh yeah which is what i felt like doing this is really interesting i like games that um imply a thing happened like you're at work yes. and you're not you don't actually have to go to work it just says you're working and you get a little animation of you working of you know text saying you're working and a shovel moving around and then you're back and the results of that are are apparent and affect the world but you don't have to go to work it's just mm, like you know yeah this was work or this was shopping or this was sleeping that's interesting because it makes my imagination go places that i would not normally go it's almost like movies that it, don't show you something terrible and it's almost worse because they didn't show you. It's like, right. it's like that kind of uh, bombats uh, gifted this to me from this past month's humble bundle. Cause I was taking a break yeah. and, uh, and I was like, let me, let me activate this and look at it. And I'm telling you, if you get this game, if you play, you'll, you'll hate it for like the first 20 minutes. Okay. It's just like, it's just like, ah, uh, ugh. But I'm telling you, if you play for 20 minutes, next thing you know is days later. And you're like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. I have no idea. All right. But uh, well, it's good. It do, not, like it. do not feed the monkeys on Steam. Do not feed the monkeys. Actually, you want to feed the monkeys. Interesting things happen when you feed the monkeys. Oh, but all right. Well, do feed the monkeys. Bad things then. happen, too. What are they? Uh, how much does this cost on Steam? What's the price? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Let's see. Currently on Steam, eleven ninety nine. dollars Cheap. Cheap. Right. This is uh, the, the this is um, publisher all war who also does Beholder. I don't know if you ever played oh, those. Oh, Beholder, kind of yeah, 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 totally. yeah. That's kind of that's kind of the same idea, too, where mm-hmm. you're kind of uh, uh, manipulating things going around and, and, and visiting neighbors and, and doing that kind of stuff as well. Uh, the developer is Fictorama. Is that how you say that? Fictorama Fic- Studios? Fictorama, yeah. No, I used to love that cartoon. Fictorama. It's the best. I think uh, it started out with a couple <laughs> of brothers. Well, go check, that, go check that out for sure. It seems pretty neat. I'm going to tell you about Warhammer Chaos Bane. More Warhammer. That's right. Warhammer. I love Chaos it. Bane. Um, so this doesn't come out until the 4th, which is tomorrow for the general public. If you pre-ordered it, I guess you got it early. Um, I ended up with a review code for this. If you don't know what it is, it is a Diablo-like. It's basically an action RPG, isometric view, set in the Sigmar, the new Sigmar world of uh, of of the uh, warhammer okay not warhammer 40k not the futury stuff we're talking ancient old ass warhammer more warcraft than than starcraft that that era um but it's set in their sigmar universe which is like their i guess the updated uh, tabletop stuff is all this sigmar stuff 
I don't know a lot about that. So anyone at home hearing me talk out of out of hand here, it's because I don't know much about it. I do know that I like the general vibe of of Warhammer, especially 40k, but I also like the fantasy stuff. Anyway, this is set in that fantasy realm, and there's a big story, and there's a main dude who saves saves a kingdom or saves a realm, and then he's in trouble. So you got to go see if you can help him. And now everything's shot to hell. So you got to figure out what happened. Uh, you know, fantasy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the, the main thing here is that it is an action RPG and you do play it just like Diablo. It has controller support, which is unique, I suppose, as opposed to Diablo, but it is, uh, definitely one of those. Okay. Now there are a few choices out there for players. Want to get a game like that? You want to play Path of Exile or Grim Dawn or handful of others. They're out there. There's other stuff coming. And of course, Diablo uh, 3 is still a thing, and 4 is likely around the corner. So, uh, fired this thing up, thought, well, let's see what's up. And I'm immediately greeted with one, one of the things that I find to be a little bit of a bummer. And that is that there are only four characters to choose from, and they are not swappable genders. You can't really customize them much. It's just dwarf with a sword and a shield, lady with an arrow unit deal, a mystical wizard man and a, and finally a stalwart uh paladin type dude and they're your guys that's who you get if you wanted more customization than that you are not going to get it in this game which is a little bit of a bummer and slightly limiting uh but it's okay it's fine there are games with less choice so you know whatever it's not a, it's not a deal killer well you for know me. I, it's it's funny cuz it's kind of like a throwback you know cuz that's that's kind of how you were when you used to do old arcade games. Well, even like, like Diablo, Gauntlet. Diablo one, yeah, was like th- was it three of them? A wizard, a, right, a, war- a warrior type guy, and then I guess an arrow person. So it's the three archetypes, right? Rogue and rogue warrior, and um, the third one, the wizard or magic. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep it simple. Yeah. Remember when we used to play games like this? It was based on the class. You didn't really care. What mm-hmm. the gender was. Maybe we have too much freedom now. Mm-hmm. Too much. Maybe. No, I'm kidding. I mean, there is something to be said for... Simplicity. Uh, yeah, but but in an RPG, you do kind of want more options. Half the fun of an RPG oh, yeah. or half the the reason a lot of this stuff is based on D&Ds is you had all these construction of character options that you wouldn't normally have. And so it feels a, it feels like in an RPG, anyway, it feels a little limp that way. Uh, mm. However, the gameplay is fine. It's run around and kill a lot of stuff on screen, uh, use a lot of abilities and do it in a, in a very flashy, graphically pleasing way. Like it's got that, that look and feel and it feels fine. Um, I guess my complaint is it's not really a complaint cause I think I'm still recommending it. It's just right. doesn't do anything special. Like right. if looks you're a little flat, yeah, if you're looking for, I mean, it's got the graphics, it's got the sound, it's got the, you know, the pro- the the property, all that stuff's fine. It's got the loot, it's got the gold um, progression and all the stuff you want and skills and everything. But it's not doing anything special that other games aren't are either already doing or already doing better or whatever. Like, right. there's no reason if you're super into Path of Exile, you're not going to convert to this. If you're super into Diablo, I don't I'm not even sure you will. But if you're just like, I want a more simplified approach to this, where it's just, I just want to go kill demons and, you know, get a better right. bow when I'm done, that sort of stuff, then there are definitely worse experiences to have. So it's um, it's hard for me it, to say that it's, I'm, I, this isn't a recommendation. It's also not a 
opposite of that. It's just me saying it's kind of middle of the road and it plays it very safe. Yeah. Um, and at 50, at 50 bucks, I think this for what I'm looking at and the description of it, it I'm going to have to probably agree that I, I just don't know if it's a 50 buck game. Yeah. The controller it's, support, the, the controllers. Oh, am I chopping out? No, oh. not to me. Oh, I thought you said we you were chopping, chopping out? out. No, I thought you said that. No. I thought you said we were chopping out. No. no. Um, chop, chop, chop. I, uh, yeah, 50 bucks is a little high to ask. I don't know, man. It's hard for me to say. And also, I'm not far enough to really say what the ultimate end game feels like or any of that. So I, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to keep going. And I'll, and I'll have further thoughts down the road. My initial impression, though, is it's it plays it by the numbers and if you like this sort of thing you'll probably have a good time but it's not if you're looking for something that's going to innovate the genre and change how you play action rpgs this is probably not it but still you know capably made and you know reasonably well you know some people are going to buy it because warhammer and i can't blame them because it's great to be passionate about something that you love oh yeah get your warhammer on man that's the other thing yeah you're into the warhammer world and you're like i gotta get all things warhammer why wouldn't you get this yeah, because this has got Warhammer in it, <laughs> tons of it. <laughs> so it's okay, it's okay. And if if chaos, it was if it was, if it was twenty bucks, if it was thirty, even twenty nine, I'd probably say this would be a pretty hearty recommendation because it's worth that, or at least so far right. it seems worth that. Now again, I may get super far and go, oh my gosh, this game's worth a hundred dollars. I can't believe I didn't know how cool this was gonna get. Oh, one other little complaint. Not really a complaint. It's a style thing. It's a me thing. So take this as it is. It's about me mm-hmm. here. I think the art style of the cutscenes, which is a lot of, you know, just art sort of layered into each other, moving around. It's not, this isn't CGI or any kind of rendered stuff. It's what do you call that? Um, Adobe uh, After Effects style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art style is like what my stoner friends would scratch on their desk in detention. <laughs> You Which know is what great I mean? sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. just like cool. Oh, look, it's a cool wizard guy, and I made him. I made a totally metal-looking warrior but guy. That, it's that kind of stuff. That really fits in with the indie game, and this is a little bit bigger. This is on the larger side. It's a small studio yeah. with a big license. It's a small studio, so right. it's fine. Right. It's fine again. That's a small thing, and it's a me thing. I, right. I just and, hey, and something like think, you said. Sometimes that's cool. I don't know if it is here. I think I think Free Rangers is is probably right in the chat room. He's he, he's they're saying that uh probably gonna be on Xbox Gold or PS Plus by the end of the year. Which if it has controller support, probably wouldn't be too hard to put that on over there, and oh, it yeah. would probably fit right in with if you already have a service and kind of just put that in there. Just now download that, click. Yeah, I mean even this artwork I was describing, they've gone with a color palette that is supposed to mimic the the kind of papery stuff that Diablo did in between acts. Right. But this is not on that. This isn't on that level at all. Just yeah. Put, put I, would, I think I might would totally play this in like my Xbox one or yeah, something. Yeah, absolutely. And can the controller support is nice. And actually, I think I actually prefer it with controller over mouse and keyboard, which some are going to go, Ooh, really? I don't want to play it then. Right. But it's pretty yeah. derivative. A city in his rights, pretty derivative, which kind of bums me out. Cause I was really, really looking forward to this one. But instead, I'm just sort of like, it's a, you know, it's like being told that the restaurant you're going to is just going to make you, you're never going to have a better meal. But when you get there, the food was just kind of right. okay. That's what this is like. Right. I'm I just had, it. it's just okay. Oh, this is actually the PlayStation version I'm watching on video. So, oh. So I guess it's already out on consoles. I don't know if it's 50 bucks Good. on consoles, but it's definitely that on Steam. 
Anyway, Brian. Warhammer Chaos Bane. Tell me about Astro Logaster, which sounds Astro like Logaster. Like I was hit this game last week as well as, as you. Yeah. Uh, we were gifted this on Steam. And for some reason, I reinstalled Steam and I can't get back to my messages. If you sent me this game, bless you. I enjoyed it. Also, remind me because you said, uh, I believe you did some voice work on this. I'm racking my brain trying to find it. Who did the voice work? The person that sent it to you? Yeah, yeah. They sent it to you, too. I don't think I got it. it I don't think I got it. They tried. They tried to send it through Steam, but it wouldn't let them do it. So they were supposed to contact you by email, I believe. Uh, So Astro Galaster. It's a it's a story driven game. So it's uh it's based in the late 1500s, mm. uh, and you are uh, you are uh, it's, so it's Shakespearean time, right? So we're we're all in London, mm. and you're Simon. A these, a lot of these names are real. These are real people who really existed. Uh, your name is Simon. Oh, I can't remember last name. Simon is a foreman. Uh, Theodore Chipmunk. No, okay. Chipmunk. So anyway, you're a you're. A, you, you read the stars. Mm. So you're a doctor of sorts. You're actually an unlicensed doctor in the late 1500s <laughs> you think? in London. Reading the stars, and have, sure. Yeah. And, and part, of your, part of what you do to be a doctor <laughs> is to read the stars and to tell your patients. By the way, there's about, you know, I think, I think there's like 13 or 14, 15 patients that come see you. But they all take uh, their turns coming to see you. So they'll visit you like up to seven times. Uh, when they come to visit you, uh, you just you have a little nice little clever discussion. It's, it's a lot of clever dialogue. There's some great voice work. Love the voice work in this game. It's very witty. Uh, and you'll have little conversations. They'll tell you about what's going on with them. They'll tell you like, oh, hi, Doc. I've been, I've been chundering out my backside and topside. And you're like, oh. And so you figure that out eventually. Oh, that's, that's puking and pooping. And so you have to Consult the stars and decide what to tell the individuals. And the stars will give you, you'll have a couple of different options for the stars, usually like one, two, or three options. And uh, the options are usually things that that seem logical to, to the modern person and then things that might seem a little insane. And so the thing that you tell them, you have to read personalities. This game is all about attention to detail. So when these people come in, you have to like instantly read their personalities and go, okay, this person is going to take my scientifically logical thing that I'm telling them and they're going to apply it and they're going to be happy with me. And the reason why it is important for them to be happy with you is recently London has said we're outlawing all of the uh, unlicensed doctors. We're going to come get you and we're going to hang you. But if you get 10 recommendations from your patients, then you can be licensed. Hmm. So that's what you got to do. You got to kind of play the game a little bit. You got to tell them what they want sometimes. And sometimes you got to tell them what they need to do. You just have to kind of read their personalities. But the fun part of this game is all of it's done in this storybook pop-up style where you turn the pages and it makes this great pop-up book noise now you turn the pages and they kind of go and all that paper is just crinkling and uncrinkling it does that and your little buildings pop up and uh the little characters show up outside your building and then they sing these songs about the character you're about to visit with 
mm. giving you little clues. Mm. Very operatic kind of style too. Not just, you know, not just, hey, look at somebody. No, it's like very operatic. Like, oh, I can't do it. Okay. Oh, this is so-and-so. This is Mary, and she's married. <laughs> and uh, so it comes in with that. And uh, it, by the way, Mary is married. And uh, if you can, you can actually do a little bit of flirting in this too. I've done it. Yes, I, the doctor, have flirted with my patients and made a horrible mistake. And uh, I think I might have killed her husband. Because sometimes they bring stuff to you that is like, oh, it's not me who needs the help. It's my husband. And could you please read the stars? And if you kind of want to, you know, work your way into that girl's life, you might have to like, you know, you know, lie a little bit and uh, get what you want. Because you are Simon Foreman. Unlicensed medical professional and astrologer. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a real. Well, you can really count on those guys to solve your uh, your problems. You got the gout. Don't worry, right. I'll read the stars. You're be all set. Well, does the whole game take place on this? Like, is it like this stage where they're both just sort of standing on the stage and they get this? Yes, that's the whole game. It is, yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a Shakespearean play, huh. uh, but presented in a pop up book kind of format. Uh, so there's not much movement. There's a little bit of very limited motion in the characters. Mostly it's all driven by this great uh, character voice work uh, and some very witty dialogue. In my opinion, I thought it was, I thought huh. it was hilarious. And, uh, I, and a lot of us based on some fact. So, okay, so most of these characters, I think, existed. Uh, I at least know, I knew some of them existed. Yeah. And uh and some of the things that their backstory is actually things that played out in real life. And you can manipulate those things. And if you know what actually happened, if you know the backstory, you can actually feel like you're a part of uh, making the decisions and, and helping. So there's, it's, there's like a history lesson in this thing too, man. And not to mention, as you're learning, the, as, as you're doing your readings and stuff, you'll see the astrological sign. And then it will tell you, uh, what it means uh, and the name of the astrological sign. And it tells you all the information and you got to kind of pick that up because later on, if you don't get far enough along and get all your recommendations, there may be a quiz and you sure better know what you're talking about or you're going to the galleys. Ooh, nobody wants there. Ooh, That's a bad place Nobody wants that. No, I've been there. I've been to the galleys. You mean the gallows. The gallows. You need. The galley the is like the, what's a galley? I don't know. Oh no, that's on, on the ship. It's where they make food on the ship. It's the kitchen. That's on the boat. it. Yeah, that's right. You're you're not going to get hung. You're going to have to go make food on the ship. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we should also mention. So again, that's astrologaster, gaster, astrologaster. That's right. Uh, we're we're looking mostly. Most of this stuff has to do with astrology and black bile and your gastrointestinal health. Lovely. It sounds good. I'm like it's, it sounds it sounds terrible, right? But it is is fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing I wanted to say real quick though. You did download and install as I did Dauntless, which yes. is this uh, crossplay uh, thing where you it's basically uh, Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter, but multi you know it's implicitly multiplayer with a bunch of crazy uh, graphical treatment, and uh, it's very different than that in terms of how it looks. But it's kind of that, and people are saying very good things about it. It's free to play. It's available right now only on the Steam, or sorry, Epic Store, uh, mm-hmm. but does not cost anything to get in, although you spent five bucks. 
which yeah. we'll get to at some point. But uh, I'm going to try this game out too, see what I think of it, and uh, maybe we'll talk about it next week because I have some I have some interest in that thing. I have some great interest in it. I don't usually just plop down five dollars for you know some fake coins in a game, but I decided to go ahead and do it right away. Today was your I was day. Like, Take my money. Yeah, why not? And I also wanted to mention that months and months ago, I talked about a game called Between the Stars. Ooh. This uh, space roguelite, uh, you know, the thing where you'd fly around and solve problems and <laughs> roll dice and have space battles and do all this cool stuff, kind of RPG uh, space thing. It finally came out in early access, available now on Steam, and is uh, getting uh, regular updates. Pretty good team in terms of communication and that sort of stuff. I really like the demo that they put out before, so I kind of knew I was in on this one. As soon as it came out, I got it. I've been playing it. I'll talk more about that next week when I have some more time with it because uh, I've just cracked the surface. But um, so far, it seems like it's totally my vibe and has some of the worst voice acting I've ever heard. <laughs> not not a thing I like normally. I usually like, well, right. depends on the game. Sometimes I'm in the mood for really cheesy dialogue read by terrible, you know, voice actors. But this is, re- it's got bad voice acting. It's, it's not good. I, but I like some, sometimes it works. Yeah, sometimes. This doesn't. This doesn't work as well. But the actual game, the the crux of the game, seems really solid, and I'm I'm super into it. So we'll talk more about that next time. Okay. Well, you know what that okay. means. Time for this right here. It's a me Mario. <laughs> time for guess my game. I play a sound clip from a game, and we try to guess it. I'm going to start this week with mine. We'll see if Brian can figure this out. I will give you a hint, Brian. This was an early 2000s or late 90s. I can't remember which, but somewhere in that range. Uh, arcade title. Okay. Okay. So you said early nineties. No, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Okay. Early two thousands. And it okay, was get my get my head straight. Okay. Late nineties. All right. Go. Yeah. And it was kind of rare. That's the other thing I'll say. You didn't see it in a lot of okay. places. All right. So here you go. Go for Solitar. Three, two, one. Go. Any, any guesses yet? I, all I can envision is some guy with, you know, those little hand propeller things you spin around in your hand yeah. and you shoot them up in the air. It sounds like somebody's doing that and popping balloons. Well, there's definitely somebody popping balloons. Let me get a little more of this. Wow, I do not know that. Yeah, so it's 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 rare and a little bit of a cheat because I I remember playing it, but I know a lot of people probably never even saw this thing. It was right. called, um, my brain just went dead. Oh, it's called Prop Cycle, and what made it Prop unique? Cycle. Do you remember this kind of vaguely? It had a it had a bike thing you would sit on, and it had right. it had pedals, so you'd actually have to do kind of a workout on this thing. And so to, to oh yes, you could steer left and right, and you could yes. dip down. But if you wanted to gain altitude, you had to pedal faster to do it, and, and so that would bring you up a little bit. And so you were always trying to zoom around. Oh, the whole wow. goal was to pop these balloons. That was the whole thing. It was just like a big air based. Uh, I only played course. this like once or twice, but only because I I think it was like at a like a Chuck E. Cheese or someplace. Mm-hmm. It was someplace I didn't usually, I wasn't at a lot, and it wasn't there often. But yeah, I remember this. Prop cycle. 
Chuck E. Cheese is definitely a place you don't want to play video games because there are some greasy hands from a lot uh-huh. of greasy kids on those things. However, um, that was a good one. I, That's a good one. I liked it. I played it a lot. I don't know why I liked it. It wasn't that great, but I did. All right, Brian, I'm going to play yours. I have no idea what this is, so I'm just going to play it. See if I can figure out what this is. Prop cycle. No, just kidding. Hang on. Oh my gosh. This sounds like one of those like flower or freaking the guys that made flower and destiny and all those weird games from not from um that software company they were called hold on wait what's what's throwing me is the it sounds like you're inflating balloons or something or squirting water up something any hints Whoa, you just totally locked up. Hold on. You're so frozen right now. Hold on. Let's go East Coast. About now. There. How about now? How about now? Yeah, how about was, now? That was weird. Am I moving now? You're moving now. Moving? Yeah, you froze there for a minute. Give me a hint. Where is that? What? What's this? Weird. Arcade, hey, home, console. It, no, no, no. Think mobile device. I actually had never played this game until I heard you talk about it. And you seem to love it. Oh, uh, I know what it is. It's the skiing one. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell whether you got the first one or the Noodle, second one. Noodle Cake Studios. Right. Uh, no, hold on. Don't say it. It's uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name. That's right. what I hated. That stupid name. I could never remember the name of it either. That's the reason why I had so much trouble. Is this the first one or the one that's in the desert? Uh, this is the first one where it's in the uh, the snow, the snowy peaks, the snowy peaks one. So that's like the the uh, oh, the name. Oh, that's gonna drive me crazy. Tell me the name, and then I'm gonna fart, and then I'm gonna fart blood. Alto's Adventure. Alto's Adventure. Shite. That was harder than it should have been. It really was. I played the hell out of like, those games. That game. you played the crap out of. It. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Oh, he'll remember this. This will. This will. This will bring back memories. That game is so chill, man. It's it just is. so like takes you just out there. It was great. I just yeah, love that. You totally turned me on to that. I enjoyed the crap. Oh, out. nice. You should try the other one. Alto's uh, uh, Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. But it's in the desert, weirdly. Skis on desert stuff. So like if it's instead of mountains of snow, it's ski dunes on, and things like ski that. Ski on desert stuff and you're, you're like dodging like uh like Will Smith genies and it's just totally it's great all that and more all right we're going to read an email from a listener who sent this in to boopshow at gmail.com that's boopshow at gmail.com do you got his name is Gorp Thorpe I don't oh think, I like that I bet it's not his real name but it says Gorp Thorpe anyway do you guys remember the first video game that used voice and sounded good what was that for you for me it was Gauntlet how about you boys? Thanks, Gorp Thorpe. Uh, easy answer. Well, the one that first sounded good, I would say, and I talked about this is funny. I talked about this on TMS today, but it was uh, Sinistar. Because right. Sinistar you, could, great. you could hear how pissed that guy was anytime he walked past it. 
Sinistar, die, die, die. Like he was just really, he was ready to roll. But there were other games like, um, you know, like he says, Gauntlet. Uh, I remember Gauntlet right. being very talky. And right, right, right. You, uh, how about the rise from your grave <laughs> for uh, Altered Beast? Yeah, Altered Beast. That was a fantastic one. I actually go a little further back. The first time I really got excited about uh, voices in video games was on my Commodore 64. Yeah. It was a game called Beachcomber. Okay. Uh, and it was it was it was not the greatest game, but it, it certainly I, I loved the voice work in it. It was very simple, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I can't remember that one. That was a C sixty four game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't I remember that some, at all. But I, I yeah. See if I can find some. It feels like the it feels like the Commodore sixty four was, was was had things in like that that were kind of groundbreaking. Right. Like there was voice samples or. Or whatever, but there was a period there where they were all bad. Like old arcade games that were just like, okay, let's like just terrible, awful sound sampling technology at the time. And then that stuff got better pretty quick. Oh, that hurt my lips to do that. But you ever do that where you just vibrate your lips too hard? Now they itch. Oh yeah, don't do that. I got itch lips. That's it. Okay. <laughs> They're all hairy and itchy. Ah! You got to get a cream for your uh, itch lips. Anyway, uh, well, there you go. That's uh, that's an email, and you can send your own to us, boopshow at gmail.com. That's boopshow at gmail.com. It's going to do it for the show. We hope you all had a great time today. I know that we did. Uh, our website is frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. That's B-O-O-P, boop. Uh, for short, that's <laughs> the same word. Whatever, it's the same word. <laughs> Frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. You can uh, shoot us emails, like I said, at boopshow.gmail.com or on Twitter at boopshow and our Reddit page is boopshow.reddit.com. If you're in the chat room, do hang around because we are going to do some giveaways after this. Steam games and codes, which we will gladly give you uh, from the bottom of our hearts. And when you, can, you wrestle for my cold dead hands. That's right. You just have to be active in the chat room to get them. So if you're not saying anything in there now, consider saying some things in the next few minutes because you could be a winner today. All right. For everyone else at home, thank you for listening to us. That's going to do it for me and Brian. Brian, do you have any other uh, wise thing to say before we go? Oh, yeah. yeah. Friend me on Epic. Whoa, that's... So we can play some Dauntless. That's awesome. Yes, let's all play Gauntless? Dauntless. Not Gauntless. Dauntless. Gutless. Gutless Dauntless. All right, that's happening soon. We'll see you guys soon. Have a fantastic week. Until next time, I'm Scott. He's Brian. And we'll be back for another Boop Show. See you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam. Nah.